You make everything alright. I'm devoted to you. And forever to your name. You're my king. You're my life. You make everything alright. I'm devoted to your praise. And forever to your name. You're my king. You're my life. I have never seen you cry. I'm devoted to your praise. And forever to your name. You are good. You are kind. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakunenjingu. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus, and I am your host. I bring you good tidings. God bless you. It's Sunday. It's Thanksgiving service. It's yet another moment of evangelism with me. Thank you all for joining. Thank you for listening. May God bless you for always listening, sharing, and inviting someone to listen. Invite now. If you haven't invited anyone, they will be blessed. And may God bless you for inviting and sharing. So before we dive into today's message, let's welcome Abba Father. Let's welcome Yahweh. He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Mighty Man in Battle. Father, take over me. Take over this service. Speak through me, Yahweh. Bless your children when you are done. Take all the glory. You should be heard and not me. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen and amen. So the message I have today is titled, Jesus the Solution Giver. Hallelujah. Did somebody hear that? Jesus the Solution Giver. There is no problem. There is nothing that Jesus can do. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what they have told you, but i got good news for you. Cast your burdens onto him and he will give you rest. Jesus will give you the solution to that problem. I don't care how long it's been there, how long you've been battling with that problem. You have done everything within your reach, within your power. You did not succeed. It's time for you to give it up to Jesus. Surrender. Surrender. Remember, God is specialized in putting broken pieces together. Jesus will give you hope again and a reason for you to live again. Might be the, the society has condemned you of your past life. Excuse me. I'm struggling with my voice. I have cold. <clears throat> it's clearing. Might be they have condemned you because of your past life or the situation of your family right now. Maybe things don't seem to be well with your family. Maybe things are a bit hard. 
maybe you have been through a lot. Maybe they know your family. There's a certain pattern that they know pattern that they know your family for. Maybe the girl child in your family or, or the female don't get married. Maybe the boys are just drunker. There's no responsible one there. Maybe both boys and girls don't even get married. Maybe none of them have ever got a, a university degree. Or maybe you yourself as a parent, your children have never succeeded. They get to a certain point, they don't. They get to a near success and something crash. Or maybe you don't have a good job and you have done everything. You have the certificate, you've applied and now this is what companies will do. They need somebody with experience. But tell me, what will you get experience from if nobody is employing you? But hey, I've got good news for you. Jesus is the answer. He is a solution giver. All you need to do today is to surrender yourself to him. Come back like the prodigal son did. Say, Father, I know I have wronged you. I have said certain things about you. Probably you even said you don't even trust God or God doesn't even exist. You don't even believe. And you've tried everything humanly possible. You thought, oh, with your connection, with your contacts, things will work out. But nothing seems to work out. And it just dawned on you that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the solution giver. Jesus is the link between us and the Father. Jesus is the miracle worker. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the chain breaker. Oh, yes, and more. All you need to do now is for you to ask him for the forgiveness of your sins. Go before him. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Accept him again and you see how things will begin to work out for you. So before I even preach this message, I will lead you to Christ. Ask for the forgiveness of your sins. Take a minute and ask him to have mercy on you. Confess your sins. Only you know what you have done, what you have said about him. Yes, there are people who are like, mm, they don't even believe that God exists. Probably because of what has happened. They have this mindset like, oh, if God really exists, why did he allow this to happen? Why did this happen to me? Oh, certain things do happen for our own good. I remember when my junior brother passed, I was like, why did he ask to die? On that particular day, I was on my phone, and I saw a young guy that was celebrating him. I don't know what this guy attained, but it's like, he, like probably he did something really good, or he had some certificate or whatever, but, you know, he really looked, he, I think he was dressed in suit and something, and they were congratulating him. So I just thought of my junior brother who just passed in March. I was like, why did Boris have to die? Or Boris got a job with the United Nations before he passed. So I was like, why did Boris have to die? This I would have been congratulating Boris also now. And God told me, he asked me, he said, is it not better he died than what they wanted to do to him? Yes. Oh, my brother went through pains. He went through pains for over a year. Boris would throw up. It's only his stomach. Imagine you when you have a little bit of upset in your stomach, how you feel. When you have probably, you have even air in your stomach or you are constipated. 
how uncomfortable it is and somebody went through something worse than that for over a year for over a year and it's not just like he was just in pains or this Boris was throwing up but vomiting it will take everything out of you you feel weak you feel hydrated Boris went through all those. His Boris went through those phases, throwing up, being dehydrated, stomach upset, and this and that and what have you. I don't know what they did or what the enemy planned, but God asked me that isn't it better that he dies because he's in heaven? Yes, he's with the Father. Than what they planned to do to him. Because I remember I looked at my brother and I prayed. While I was, I was going to work, I said, Father, if Boris will be alive and he will be like, you know, there are some people who sickness will make them, they can't do anything, they are dependent on people, and that can easily lead to depression and probably even everybody around them. And some people, if you, are, if you don't have good people, it will be like you are, you are tormenting the people and you yourself, you start to feel bad. And at a point... Those people might be there for you. After a time, they'll get tired and they'll start to treat you badly because they'll feel like, ah, you are, dis you are delaying them. Like you are putting everybody's life on hold. And I didn't want my brother to go through that. He's married with a young wife. I didn't want him to go through that. You hear of cases that some people be like, oh, the wife. Or you watch him in these things in movies, or you hear that a man was sick and the man now is this, or probably the man was even broke and maybe the wife started cheating on him. At time, it will get to the point that at times the man will even know. But the man is in that state that he can't do anything. He'll only be eating himself up. Like he'll be going into depression and depression. And I was like, Father, if this sickness is going to be the one that is going to torment Boris and make him be dependent on people that he might even lead to depression, then better take him. Yes, I prayed that prayer. And days later, Boris died. I can't say it's that prayer that took him, but God saw my heart because I saw what he was going through at that time. I looked at him. I looked at him. So maybe you are in that point. I never questioned God. I never said, Father, why, why did you keep on? I never lose hope. I never for once say, oh, no. Even when everything was going like you see that, no, nothing. Even when they were telling us he's on oxygen, my senior brother was there saying, ah, the way things are, this man will not make it. I was shouting at him like, why would you say things like, things like that? I was calling for prayers. We had prayer. Boris was giving up. We were praying for him. We were praying for him because we were on the prayer line when they called and we all, my sisters shouted and that's how we all dropped and then we, we got the news. So probably you're in that situation that you might have gone through some certain things, maybe some illness, and you're like, oh, if God is there, is why is God not healing me? Or why is Maybe that illness... 
God has allowed it to be now because probably what the enemy plan would have even killed you. And God is like, okay, let me just leave her. Let her go through this one now. So the enemy will be like, oh, we've done our worst. But through that evening, you're coming closer to God. I prayed today from my heart while we were in the, ki in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen. I told God, I said, I think, no, it was in the morning when I woke up. I said, Father, I thank you for what the enemy did. Because it instead brought me closer to you. Maybe if I was just living my life, I would not have given my life to Christ. Truth be told, maybe if I've not gone through some certain things, even though I was going through things, I was like, ah, it's life. I was just living. And God found me, his grace found me through my woman of God. I don't know how that video popped. I started watching her and that's where I repented and I gave my life. But I was still going back and forth. But when I saw that things were not going, just like she always called for fasting, like right now we are on a seven days fast. And I started praying and I began to realize that there are things that happened to me that I thought were ordinary, but they are not. Then God started opening my eyes to see things, to make me understand things. This thing that you just take like you don't have a job, you just take it lightly. Ah, oh, they just employed the last person yesterday. They say if I've come yesterday, they would have employed me. Oh, maybe I was not lucky. You said like, like people will say that, oh, maybe they were not lucky. Oh, they went a bit too late. Maybe they would have upgraded their CV. Or maybe they would have done this. They'll always give you one excuse or another. And you think like, oh, it's normal because they are saying that. No, there are some things that the enemy will do. And you think that it's normal. Until you come close to God. Then he'll begin to reveal these things to you. That even these things you take as normal, they are not normal. Some people are like, oh, they don't have good luck. Oh, it's just ill luck. Oh, they just missed their chance. Oh, it's luck. No. No. It's what the enemy is doing and you think that is ill luck. I will share with you people this. You might believe it, you might not believe it. But I know where I am now with Christ. And I know things God has showed me in my sleep. And I wake up and I see them. I'm like, wow. Or it turned out the other way. I'm like, hey, but I had a dream. Every two heads, they say, oh, somebody went to a job. They did not take them. They asked them this question and a simple question. They made this. They say, oh, if I've answered like this. No, before you went there, the enemy has covered you with black cloth. You go there, they don't even see you. Or maybe you can. They say, no, no more interview. Or they don't, they, you know, maybe you just go there. That person said they are not in a good mood. Or maybe the way you just respond, they, they just look at you and they just get upset. They're like, why are you here? Or you are not qualified. Look at the way you dress. You, they just look for a, a mistake. And you'll be like, oh, why did I do this today? What type of thing is it? It's not you. It's the enemy that has covered you. So don't get angry at God. That, oh, where is God and this? You have to know that God is there. He exists and he loves you. So no matter what you are going through, your situation, your problems will instead bring you closer to God. Your problems will instead make you to love God. Your problems will instead make you to see reasons to hold on to God because he is a solution giver. There is no other way out. Men may, may promise you, but they will fail you. You see, human beings don't depend on them. Oh, I've learned my lesson. <clears throat> even when I lost my junior brother, people, family members, not friends, friends I don't even bother as such. 
family members that I knew these are people that would even call or my even say, okay, I'm coming to spend time with you, sis. Even not coming to spend time with me, even calling me on the phone because we are all busy. They are somewhere where they are busy and me are busy and the period was not even vacation period or holidays period. It was like, for example, children are going to school, so you don't expect a mother to leave her home and fly in to come and stay with me, but at least even calling me, even check on me from time to time. For the three weeks that Boris, from when he died, he was in the mortuary. No, they did not. I was so disappointed. A cousin of mine, we spoke two days. We chatted two days before Boris would die. I never told her that Boris was sick or this. We we're just trusting God, you know, praying. He was going to the hospital. There was, there was hope. Boris was even making plans on flying, going out of the country. He wanted to go to India. But he was weak. The doctor in Cameroon was like, you, can't, you are too weak for this long journey and this and that. Boris fought. He came to me in my dream. He said, I am tired. I want to go. I said, no, you're not going anywhere. So I didn't tell this cousin of mine, but you don't, you don't need to tell everybody what you are going through or what. When it happens, and don't know. Probably you can share later and say, oh, this is what I was going through and this. I'll be like, oh, you didn't tell me. I don't need to bother you. And she wrote me 11 days after Somebody we spoke two days. We chatted two days after Boris died. The brother called me that very day that they heard that Boris is dead. Because I posted it. He called me. We're on the phone. Another friend of mine called me. Another friend called from, uh, from, uh, from America. I had them all on the phone. We're talking. That morning, Boris died past midnight. So at about 6.30 or so, I posted it, 7 o'clock, he called. Then when we talked, I said, I have to call my place of work to take permission. He said, okay. Three days later, the senior brother called. These are three siblings, two boys and a girl. The senior brother called three days later, and the girl did not call me. She didn't call. She called. She wrote me after 11 days. Very casual. Oh, she heard of the my brother who died and this is his take her goes no saying, hmm, my brother or our brother. And I was like, You are writing me after eleven days. Even people whom I don't I'm not used to, or people who are just, you know, some people I don't even know them. People wrote, people reach out to me. You see a young, vibrant man die. People were touched. People know Boris, soft-spoken, gentle. Boris always want to help. If I tell you the people that came to the, to Boris and funeral, some people, somebody when I met my mother and told my mother that he can't eat during entertainment, he said, "Why will he sit here and eat?" He has listened to Boris' biography. His boy studied. Such a person is dying. Like what's this life? People called me, friends who've not spoken in years. This girl called from America, a friend, she was like, I think we're talking now just because Bori died. We've not talked for years. I said, it is well. We always see from time to time, I see her on Facebook, see her post. 
And she had to call. People reach out. Who would I call? Who would I not call? People send messages. And this is family. So I was like, wow. After 11 days, another one wrote that same day. Then she checked on me again. Somebody, I should have, you should have me taking a phone and call. I told this my cousin. I said, if I were you, I think I would have come to your place. I would have seen this as an opportunity to come and see you, spend time with you. Because we've not seen us in years. She's one. I was not on social media. I said, if you're not on social media, you don't communicate with your brothers because one called me the same day, the other one called after three days, telling me that he doesn't even know how to even call my mom. Like he was still in shock. He doesn't know I can understand after two, three days. You are coming to write me after 11 days, like claiming now like you were too shocked or what. She was like, I expect her. I was thinking maybe she would tell me like, I didn't even know the courage because we spoke two days ago. I was just like confused or this. No, she told me that she was not on social media. I said, you're not on social media. Don't you talk with your brothers? So people will do all things. But after a while, I wrote, I said, I've forgiven you. It wasn't worth it. I said, I've forgiven you. I said, I've forgiven you. And she was like, I love you anytime, any day. If you need anyone, I'm here. I didn't reply again, but truly I've forgiven her. Whether she called or she did not call. That will not have changed the situation. Boris have died. But just at times, we expect too much from people. No, nobody owes us anything. Even though she's my cousin, she doesn't owe me anything. You might be even judging that, oh, she's writing you at this time. I don't know what she was going to. Probably she was dealing also with something. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. You know, but this is the thing. No matter what we are going through, it's only God who can see us through. Because I mean the strength and the courage that I summoned to do everything. I love my brother. I miss him. We used to have our fights. We'll have our argument. Boris, that's our person. Boris doesn't talk about Boris, if he wants to make his point, tell Boris, Boris said this book is blue. Show him that this book is blue. Boris tell that this book is green. And he will argue. At times he won't even see, he will laugh. He'll just be troubling you. As I'm talking, I'm just seeing his face. How he's loving. Very intelligent. Boris has never repeated a class. Boris has never failed an exam. Boris has always been among the top five in his class. From primary till he graduated. That's how smart Boris was. The mind, the mindset Boris has was for when he was 30, you think, Boris was thinking in his 20s, even Boris bought his first apartment that I lived in while I was in Denmark with him. He was so brave. He was so smart. He had a lot of plans, but it is the will of God. Who says a thing? Lamentation 337 says, Who says a thing and it come to pass if God has not said so? So even if it's somebody who killed him or even if it's not somebody, whatever, I know it is God's will because if not, Maurice will not have died. Yes. Who has powers? What power do they have that Jesus cannot stop it? After all the prayers and everything, he himself was prayerful. Who 
Haven't you heard of cases? People, they say, oh, they poisoned the food. That person ate it and nothing happened. Probably just have running stomach. They have diarrhea and everything. They're like, where, man, I ate that food. I think that food was poisoned. I just had diarrhea and I took this and I'm fine. Probably they, they eat palm oil, they leak palm oil. We, because we, we hear this like, if you poison your food or you have diarrhea or, what, or whatever, take palm oil quantity or a teaspoon of palm oil and drink and you'll be fine. It, it goes on the poison or whatever. People will come out, they'll tell you solutions that I did this and that. Yeah. There's some people who, who went through situation worse than what Boris went. There are people who have seen cases that somebody will be in the hospital. You see people share their stories. On Facebook, somebody was in coma for years, for months. Later on, they begin to regain themselves and they went through therapy process, process, and they are back on their feet now. I saw one, a soldier. And they are like, nothing happened. They are giving God thanks. So I had that hope. I believed that Boris was going to make it. But God says, no, let me take him. So I don't know what you are going through that has made you to give up hope on God. I'm sharing you my own brother's story who left behind three young kids. The last one just turned four this July. And the daughter, no, in August, he turned four, at August, the daughter turned four, uh, um, eight in July while I left home. A week after I traveled or so. A few days. She turned eight. He died while his eldest child was just seven. And the youngest was three. With a young wife. The girl was telling me all our that all their plans, all their discussions. She can't even phantom it. She told me, said the children said, they didn't know that Boris would die. The boy own, who is five, said, I didn't know that that man can die, could die like that too. I thought he was a strong man. Yes. So because he has died now and left young children, would the children say, oh, we will not believe in God? Or would the wife say, no, I will not believe in God. Why would my husband die and leave me with these young children? Probably if he were alive, the sickness would have even turned to something else that would have been like a torment or, you know. So God saw everything and said, no, let me take him after everyone will die. But we don't pray to die early or to die at a young age. We pray that before we die, we should live a life pleasing to God. That should be our goal. That our life here, we want long life, yes, good health. But the life we live, let it be a life pleasing to God. So when we die, we'll not be afraid. We'll know that where we are, we are in a better place. We'll feel for the ones we are going to, 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 to leave behind. They are going to miss us. But when we are going, you know you are going to a better place. Boris is in a better place. I miss him from time to time. Yes, it's normal, but he's in a better place. If I had the opportunity to bring him back to make it, will I do it? I, of course I will. But seeing him going through that pain and everything, he's in a better place. We tried. He prayed. He did his, he did, medically we did everything. Spiritually we prayed. So what else should we have done other than to trust, keep trusting in God? So no situation to take you away from God. 
I think I didn't preach for a month or two or so. After that, I went back preaching. That should not take you away from God. Don't say, ah, because this happened. Jesus is the solution giver. If only he could open our eyes to make us see that what you are going through now, you'll be like, oh, Father, let me just stay in that place. Because if this thing I'm asking you, you give me, it will bring me trouble. Let me just stay where I am. Yes. 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 Somebody wrote me this morning. I wanted to share that with a person, but I was just like, oh, let me just stay. The person said, pray for me. Send a prayer request. I should pray for them. And I wrote, I said, may the will of God be done in your life. In Jesus' name, he said, amen. I wanted to say, I said, maybe this thing you are asking, maybe if you have it, it might not work for, it might work for your disadvantage. But I held back because I saw the way they wrote with everything. I said, now, we've not been in discussion, like talking. There's some people, if it's discussion, you know, they say, well, you can talk and you prepare people's mind for certain things. And when something dropped in my spirit, that's how I just wrote that. Then I said, I'll put you in prayer. So this afternoon I was where I prayed. And I still say, Father, your will should be done in this issue. God's will should be done. We might be asking for something God is not giving us. He knows if I give them this thing, it might bring destruction. So don't say because God has not given you, you'll be like, oh no, Father. I shared with you, Paul, last week that I was asking God for something. I did a three days fast. It came true for me. And I have to apologize. I say, Father, forgive me for the times that you've not answered my prayers or that I thought you didn't answer me. At times, silence is an answer. That I thought you didn't answer me, but it was not yet time. That's why you didn't give me that thing. I am sorry. And keep asking. Never give up. Don't say, ah, God has not answered me. Let me stay. If you have been following me, you know I've been telling people that there's a prayer power I was asking God to, to come through for me. And now Jesus stood behind me and he asked me 2018, he said, have I ever abandoned you? I was praying and asking God that I want to go home. Since I gave birth to my son 2010, and 2010, not 2010, sorry, 2010, 2010, I was planning, of, of, I was planning to go home. Before you know, I was pregnant for the second one. I said, okay, when I put to bed, I'll go home with the two of them. It didn't work. Before you know, it's something come up. Before you know, this, before you know, I got pregnant with my daughter. I gave her, I said, okay, I'll carry the three of them. Nothing. Praying, pray, until I was like, what is going on? Father, why are you not answering this prayer request? Or oh, this prayer point of mine? Since when I've been wanting to go home? Aunt, up till now. And Jesus said, have I ever abandoned you? I said, no, Father. No, no, he was preparing me for a huge assignment. I went home, organized a program, prayed in my father's compound. My junior sister had a dream two days after that I came. She's called, she said she had a dream. She saw me, she went behind the compound, she saw snakes, they have died. They were killing, she saw me and, uh, and little children killing the snakes. 
different, different snakes. We cut their heads. We killed them. Came in the house. We were decorating my father's house inside. She said, putting new flowers. She was just watching in the dream like she was meant to watch. And at one point, she told me that I have not put flowers at a certain place. She said, when she said like that, I said, no, I've done it. She turned there. She saw flower. I told her, I said, that was cleansing. I said, and that me you saw is not me. That was God or Jesus. And those little children you saw, like the grandchildren, I said, those were angels. Yes. When I stepped, God told me that anywhere I step, my feet, that place is. When I came, I removed my sandals that I wore. I walked my father's compound. I blessed it. Boris died in March, April, May, June, July, four months after I went home. Later, I went home. And I prayed. Yes. Whatever that the enemy put there, snakes are enemies. Were chopped off, their head were cut off, they were killed, cleansed the house, and decorated it. So let nobody tell you that God doesn't have power. He might not be answering you now, He's preparing you for the right time. That thing will happen at the right time. So never give up on God. Keep asking. I had rest when he said, have I ever abandoned you? But I never stopped praying that I want to go home. I was like, okay, his time he will do it. The desire was still there. I never blocked it completely out of my mind. I said, when it's time, he himself will make it. That's why when I got the assignment, I was like deep inside of me. I was reaching for God to confirm it. For God to tell me, yes, it's time for you to go. And he had to come to my dream. So let me lead you to Christ before we continue with the message. So take a minute and ask God to forgive you for your sins and you'll repeat after me. Say, Father Lord, I come into your presence. This is a salvation prayer. Say, Father Lord, I come into your presence as a sinner. I confess my sins. Please forgive me. I did not know any better. I promise not to go back to my old ways. I believe that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross of Calvary so that my sins can be wiped away. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Be the Lord over my life. I promise to serve you forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. Welcome to the body of Christ. You are now born again. There is celebration in heaven. Stay away from sin. Don't go back to your old ways. Listen to the messages. Spend time with God. Pray. Study the word. That's all it takes. Jesus is a solution giver. There is nothing that you want that he will not give you. Let me show you in the Bible what a lady has gone through. And Jesus came through for her. So I'll first of all share. I have two um, messages I want to share or Bible verses I want to read. Let me read Matthew 15, 21, first to 28. The possessed child. The fate of a Gentile woman. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. 
A Gentile woman who lived there came to him, pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torment her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Wow. You'd be like, eh? How can they be so rude, right? But do you know this could be a test on the part of that woman, on her, to see how patient you are? Because they are saying, tell her to go away. She's bothering us with her begging. Imagine you, you know Jesus has a solution. And you go there and these people are rude. Man, at times you'll be like, you know what? Let me just go and continue to steal this. Because how can these people be so mean and rude to me? They don't know me from anywhere. I don't have issue with them. I've come here just for solution. Why are they treating me like this? Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, It is not right to take food from the, child, from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true. Can you imagine? They have said, Send her away. She's begging, she's deceiving us with her begging. Or she's bothering us with her begging. Now Jesus is calling this woman a dog. Jesus says, it's not right to take food from the children and throw it to the dog. Not even give or throw. <laughs> this woman is still there. This could be, I'm telling you, this is a big test. To see if this woman is humble, if this woman has patience, if this woman can tolerate. At times we go to God, eh? God will say, let me see. Let me test your patience and see. Because you are going, you just want a quick solution right now. Look at me, I was asking God since 20, let me say 2011, I want to go home. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. After some years, that's when he responded to me. That I ever abandoned you. And he gave me the understanding that he knows that I want to go, but it's not yet time. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. After how many years? 12 good years of begging God that I want to go home. He was preparing me for a moment like that. If only God can open our eyes for us to see his plans for us, we will not worry. 12 years and I went for a mission. He gave me instruction. You go, you do a revival for me on this day, and you leave the next day. <laughs> ah, God, Father, I thank you. Let's keep reading. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lordship, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, It is not right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scrap that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, ah, she's not too dear to Jesus. Jesus addressed her as dear woman. At first she had no title. Jesus was like, no. Now Jesus said, dear woman. Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Your request is granted. 
and her daughter was instantly healed. Amen. Amen. This woman held on to Jesus. She knew that Jesus is the solution giver. She said, me, I'm not going anywhere. No matter what people say, I'll hold on to him more. I will keep pleading until he answers me. I will not go anywhere. If it's some of you, you'll be like, what do they think? Hey, let me live like that. After all, I've been with the child like that for years. Whatever happens will happen. So they'll just be insulting, insulting me. The follow disciples are saying that um, they should send me away. I'm bothering them with my begging. Now he's saying that it's not good for him to take food that is meant for the children and throw it at dogs, at a dog or whatever. And let me just go and stay like that after I've been with that girl all these years. Yeah, that's a mistake some of you, you do. You accept things that are not supposed to be accepted. That if you keep praying, prayer without ceasing. If you keep praying, God will answer you. You might be going through a phase. It might be a test. I can tell you that this sounds like a test to me. Look at the way the disciples they treat her. Look at how Jesus addressed her. And at the, day, at the end, Jesus said, dear woman. Yes. Don't give up on God. Don't give up. Keep praying. Jesus has a solution to all problems in this world. To whatever thing you are going through, Jesus has a solution. Let me take you to Mark. If you have your Bible, turn to Mark 5, verses 25 to 34. Let's read. Mark 5, 25 to 34. I will not read that long because I don't want this video, to, this audio to exceed the... Um, so where are we? 25 to 30. Jesus went up. Uh, sorry, Jesus went with him and all the people. Oh, so let's start from 21. Let me start from 21. Jesus gone in Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue whose name was Jared, arrived when he saw Jesus. He fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed. Crowding around him, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years. How long have you suffered? How long have you had that your situation? Wow. It was after 12 years that Jesus answered me that I went home. After pleading since 2011, that I wanted to go home. Wow. With constant bleeding, she had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she has spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had spent everything. And she did not get well in the hands of physicians. She had, she heard about Jesus, so she came up. One minute, I'll skip. Let me take it again. A woman in the crowd has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she has spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. 
She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched the rope. Amen. Amen. Today's the opportunity to come before Jesus. You've already prayed. We've already prayed the salvation prayer. So he has forgiven you of whatever sin you had, what you've thought about him, what you've even said about him. He has forgiven you. You have turned a new leaf. Now is the opportunity for you to cry out to him again, like this woman who went secretly behind. For she thought in herself to herself, if I can just touch his robe, say to yourself now, if I can just touch his robe, we don't have any robe to touch, like physical, but if I can just cry out to Jesus, that's what it means. If I can just touch his robe, if I can just cry out to Jesus, I will be healed. Yes, if you can cry out to him, he will answer you because for all those who call upon his name, I say he will answer them. Call upon Jesus in the time of trouble. Call upon him and he will answer you. Call upon Jesus in the time of trouble. Call upon him. He will answer you. He will answer you. Amen. Amen. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch this rope, I'll be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Amen. Amen. Instant healing. Jesus realized, as, realized at once that healing power, as verse 30, that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter! Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, my suffering is over. Amen. You have encountered Christ today. You have cried out to him today. Your suffering is over. I don't know what you are going through, but I've come out this evening to let you know that Jesus is a solution giver. You have cried out to him. He has heard you and your suffering is over. Keep your peace. All you need to do now is just have faith. Keep rejoicing. Just start thanking him because he has done it for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. These are just examples to show you. These are in the Bible and it happens up to date. I just told you, I just fasted last week and God came through for me. He came through for me. I'm not left to share what he did, but know that God came through for me. Three prayer requests, he answered all. He answered all, even before the end of the fast. And I bring my fasting before six o'clock the last day. Because he has answered the prayer already. I was like, 
Fasting finished. God has answered me. Yes. Don't do like I did that day. That day was just an exceptional day. Normally I'll carry on till the last. But I saw solution. I was just overwhelmed. I was like, Father, thank you. Ha. Who can do this if not God? It was just God who did this for me. I will share with you people one day and you will be amazed. Jesus is like this quick to respond. Let nobody tell you that it takes 100 years for Jesus to answer you. If it takes that long, there is a reason. It took him 12 years to answer me for me to go home. He had a reason. I only came to see it later. I was fortunate that he told me that have I ever abandoned you? He saw my persistency, my consistency, my courage. I kept on pressing, insisting, praying, and I had to ask and say, Father, I've made peace with you. Am I the worst sinner? And he had to tell me, like, I should not worry. He said, have I ever abandoned you? That is not only to me, even you who is listening. He has never ever abandoned us. So never give up on him. Never give up. This woman with the issue of blood was bleeding for 12 good years. Women, you know what it means. We have your period for five days. Ah, it's not easy now. They imagine this woman continuously 12 good years. This one that the, lady, the child was suffering was possessed with demon. You don't know for how long. I don't know how she was. Maybe the, the, the demon possessed child was even breaking things in the house when that spirit overpowered her. Maybe she was doing some things. Only God knows what the mother was going through. So that's why despite those things that were saying, send her away. Jesus even called her a dog. She said, no problem. Even dogs eat crumbs that falls from the table. Like she knew what she wanted. So if you know what you want, you will not give up easily. You will hold on to Jesus. Why will you have the solution if not Jesus? He's the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the solution giver. He's the way maker. He's the chain breaker. He is the great I am that I am. The all-knowing God. People of God. Hanging there with faith. Keep praying, never give up, never stop praying. Remain in God's presence, no matter how difficult it is. Remain in his presence. It will come true for you. Your week is blessed. Go out, spread love, share love. I love you all, the love of God. You are blessed. Okay? Amen. In Jesus' name. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I will stop now. My postal is on already. While I started, I saw her. I got notification. We are doing a seven days fast. So I have to join. Today is day three. So I have to join her. Okay. So until then, take care of yourself. Go out, spread love, share love. I love you all. The love of God. You are blessed.